Welcome to another episode of the SDA podcast. It's this is like the most we've done in uh, <laughs> like a year, right? Pretty much all here, like two and three weeks or something. Right. I think so. Right. Oh man, we're uh, yeah. I know this is like back to old times. Um, today we're going to be talking. About, well, <laughs> let's do a quick roundtable, which I always forget to do in these podcasts. Um, uh, so we're on video right now. Uh, I'll just go clockwise above me. Uh, you want to say hi, Ronald? Yeah. Hey, this is Ronald here. Um, pretty big Nolan fan, especially of the you know recent past couple movies. Um, I don't know what else we want to say. Usually we talk about our, our, our comic, comic book, comic, comic book credentials. But <laughs> I think that's all I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, I'm a fan of his work ever since Memento. Let's say that. All right. Great, Arthur. Let's say hi. Hi, my name's Arthur. I've always been a, a Nolan fan. He he gave us the Dark Knight and uh batman begins so as a comic book fan i'm like thankful for that wasn't really a fan of dark knight rises but you know what nolan is definitely a director where any movie he does i will watch it regardless so all right that oh well he's yeah. taking a drink of water no no <laughs> i'm here to you know definitely uh, nolan is a, a director i respect i think he's one of the most intelligent directors that is out there right now very well thought out, very deep. Um, I don't like everything that he does, but I respect it. And I probably will watch everything he does too. So that's where I'm going. Right. Kai, want to say hi? Yeah, hey everyone. This is Kai. Um, I, I'm not really like a Nolan fan per se. Um, I just know that of the directors that are out there, he's one of the brand name ones. Um, and I, I think. Uh, based on Ronald's call out, is a good reminder. I think Memento for me for sure is his favorite movie, um, which could say something about that. But uh, we'll we'll get into it when we talk about Tenet. And finally, we have Nick Troy, but his mouth is so full of food he won't say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nick Troy, thanks thanks for your intro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today, our movie uh, of choice is going to be Tenet, uh, which recently came out. It's the first Chris Nolan movie since Dunkirk, um, which is, uh, I don't know, three years ago, I think two or three years ago. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people were excited for this. Um, this problem, I guess a little bit like Dark Knight Rises, is it like it's another Nolan release released in controversy uh the other one being dark knight rises when the the shooter came in and shot everybody and i don't know i think a lot of people got scared to go to the theater right around then um and this one uh, in our uh pandemic year it uh was delayed i think twice um and even when it was back in theaters it uh it it disappointed um but uh, i know a lot of people who said they were pretty excited to watch this um, once it got, got out to home release. Um, so Tenant, uh, I don't think there's much you can say about this movie. I, I, everything I've heard from the trailers, I, I actually haven't seen the trailer still, is just nobody knows what's going on. Um, <laughs> and it's so confusing. Even the actors say, I don't really understand what I just acted. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> did, that, I think, did that really happen? True. Yeah, I think we're wow. all laughing a little yes. bit. Uh, <laughs> laughing a little bit because uh, <laughs> it's just 
the way this movie is. And yeah, I think after the, watching the trailer and watching, well, now the movie, I think uh, we know why. So um, usually I go last, but um, I'm going to start off the reviews this time because yes. uh, I'm probably the biggest first. Nolan fan and I give him lots of breaks, probably too you many. Should. You should go um, first. I want to hear this. And so I, I watched this movie like, I think four days ago. Um, I went in knowing that it was probably going to be confusing. And uh, I think one advantage that home viewing has is you're able to turn on closed captioning. I, I can't, so first of all, I, <laughs> I cannot imagine watching yes. this movie yes. without closed yes. captioning. Agreed. Uh, I, the, the stuff they say, like even reading the words, I, I still didn't like get it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, um, and I can't imagine watching that in theaters <laughs> and no the, the sub, like, <laughs> you know, in the base. It's yes, so dense. Fast. Yeah. The exposition is so it's fast. Dense. Yes, it shook my house, like, many, many times. Like, the whole movie, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. That was his goal. His goal was really to just shake your house. Cause earthquakes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It. Um, <laughs> so, I will say, um, I tried a lot like i really really tried to pay attention um i i stopped it at some points i just i wanted oh, to understand this and i wanted to see if like maybe the audience is just stupid <laughs> like that that's always like a concern of mine that, that it's too complex for some people and they're like i don't like the movie because it's too complex yeah, yeah um that's fair <laughs> and so i don't know there's a lot i can say about this movie okay i'm gonna just this feeling, you got focus, man. I, I know, mm-hmm. I know. This feeling. So I'm going to tell you my reaction when I, I left the movie. Um, I liked, I liked the movie. Um, I think there is no other director um, who can write, who pushes film like concepts like this. Uh, no, no mainstream director. I, I, it's very few, I think. Um, and so what? I really love what he did with the movie. Um, there are some incredible action scenes like you haven't seen before, or I, I don't even like when I was watching, I was like, how the fuck do you think of this? <laughs> like visually, like, uh, you want to, you want to do what? Like, uh, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I, yeah. So I, I respect him a lot for that. I respect, I don't know. It's just, this movie is so, there's so many parts to it. Like, the problem with Nolan in previous Nolan movies is that like there's so much exposition. Like people will say it's either like um it's like not enough or it's like too like on the nose, I guess. And this one, it feels like there was a lot of exposition. And I don't know, maybe it was needed <laughs> because there was so many like he created so many rules in this world where I feel like I was trying to think about uh, do the rules like work? Like, do the rules make sense? Um, and I have to say, like, I, I, while I love the concepts, like, and the ideas, I thought the weakest piece was the characters. I thought they were pretty poor. Um, I just, for a two and a half hour movie, I, I was just like, wait, you have so much time with these characters and they feel so basic. Um, the main protagonist. And, so go ahead. 
And and don't you feel like that, that that's highlighted by the fact that the characters don't have names? Like half the characters don't have names. Like the protagonist's name is I think he's keeps on calling him yeah. the protagonist. Yeah, he's, he's a protagonist. protagonist. <laughs> um, they yeah. do they do have names, but he's one of the ones who actually he's the only one who doesn't have a name. He has no name. He has no name. Yeah. Um, and I I had problems with the the main um, female character as well. Um, more spe- most specifically at the end when she just like decides to kill him in the boat like it just seems so abrupt and it it didn't really build to like that moment for me and so i thought those two characters were the poorest uh written and they got the most screen time like it was it was a it was disappointing and this is this is probably a nolan like problem too like his characters are sometimes shallow i'm not saying all of them but sometimes they feel a little shallow and uh i felt i felt it here um and i don't know i feel like he sometimes needs like a needs like a second writer or something like his most of his movies are written by him or him and his brother and mm-hmm. i feel i felt like a, a second writer would have like cleaned it up a little bit so that some of the um emotion some of like like there's no emotion and I, I don't know what they're fighting for. It's it's really hard to tell. Like I, I don't know if I care that much. They're basically stopping a bomb from going off, but I don't know. It's like I don't know what the stakes are. Um and it's what the objective yeah. chronal terrorism is the, what the, I, I got out of it. But the <laughs> but the objective is simultaneously huge and yet like you don't yeah. care about yeah. it, right? Because they, they they pointed out to you that it's like, oh, what are the stakes? Is it like nuclear war and they're like no it's, it's bigger you're like okay well the stakes are huge but but from a human level you don't you don't feel it yeah you don't feel it we're, right. i don't know we're supposed to feel something for like the characters like i, I didn't care like I, yeah it just wasn't well uh, i i call this the classic MacGuffin, right like it's literally what it ended up being distilled down into um so i i pretty much agree with that the the whole premise wasn't very clear, and I don't think it needed to be, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest, for what he was trying to do. Maybe, uh, yeah. I but, mean, but I feel like I feel like movies <clears throat> like um, past movies like like Interstellar, right? Which was they're trying to save humanity, but the part that I, I really resonated with me was you know Murph and and his and her father, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And same yeah. with like Dark Knight, right? They're trying to save Gotham City, but like there's the Joker and Batman that are like ideological battle parts of yeah, yeah. what make you care about me. Yeah, yeah. I, I see it a little different. I feel like of all of his, and, and I think you're right, I think he's a relatively unique writer director. Um, but I think that the story he tried to tell of the world and the rules that he created on this one was probably one of the more complex, not the most complex one they had to deal with. I think that's why we saw it so difficult or so crammed um, because the concept itself is so entirely unique that it's difficult to explain um, and even hard to weave into a movie in a way that's dumbed down. Um, and, and I think it became a victim of itself due to its complexity. I expect that Nolan probably knew it went that way, but I think this is a story he wanted to tell in the time frame he wanted to do it. That's that's my guess. I think he's too smart. To... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, I agree yeah. with you. I, I think the concepts were again top notch. Like I, I, he's like the only guy who does it. 
but the, you also have to write characters that people like care about. Like the the connection with the protagonist and the the, the girl. Like he he kept on wanting to save her. Like what about this girl meant that so much to him? Like it, there was never any build up to that. I was I just I didn't like feel it. Um, the perform again. I don't think the performances were bad. It's just that I whatever they didn't make me feel like I cared about them that much. Yeah. Um, right. Right. It, well, well, they made it fairly clear that it wasn't like a yeah. romantic yeah. interest. So then, what was his obligation to save her? That, I mean, that, that's kind of a question, right? And I, th- I thought the same thing in, in the movie as well. I don't disagree with you guys, but I will say, I did like her as an actress. I did like, I did have sympathy for her as a character. Um, for him, he's relatively wooden and emotional in general, but they did sort of establish the fact that he's not just there to do the job. He does care about people. In the beginning yep. in the opera house when he went through and um, you know saved the people by throwing the bombs up into the balcony. Right, he he's not a emotional performer, at least not in this role. But they did set precedence for how he does have interest in saving lives. People. He's about yeah. saving lives. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's I, one of the reasons why they chose him for that role too, because he's not just there to do a job. He actually has an interest in life, so to speak, even if it didn't come across well in the performance. Maybe. Also, that was like a weird question that came up, like that opera scene was a uh, is supposed to be a test, right? right? Yes and no. He took the he took the pill to see if he, he would test this. Okay. The, the pill was a test, but the opera scene was was real. It was a real operation. Yeah, no, no, I got that. I, I got yeah. it. But why would he test himself? Because yeah, the future him, ending. The future him recruited him. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, paradox. Yeah. Well. And, and you were talking about how, you know, the story goes and how it's twisted and whether or not the rules make sense. I, that's, that's one of the things that uh, my son and I, we actually talked about the chicken and the egg scenario. Um, and we think that, you know, if there's any flaw in the movie is whether or not Nolan accepts the paradox, right? Because there's multiple times where it's exactly that. How can he create an organization that lets him know about things he needs to know when he hasn't typically done it yet. It's supposed to be a loop, but you have to allow an entrance or an exit from the loop, which the model he created didn't seem to allow that, or they just weren't saying whether or not they allowed it. I I mean, I kind of looked at it like it was a a moment in a timeline. Like it wasn't like, like, there wasn't like a main one. We just like looked at this one. Uh, which yeah, they yeah, about. That, yeah, yeah. They created, yeah, they they did the Marvel thing where there's multiple, there's like branches. I think so too. This I think that's the only way it can make sense. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think you guys are probably gonna hit on a lot of things as well. But um, overall, uh, I see why people had problems with it. But I, I put a lot of uh stake into concepts that feel like they work and, and then when i when i i don't know if you guys did this when i l- stopped watching the movie that I, and I i there's a faq on the tenant subreddit that's like 20 <laughs> pages long like it answers so many things and i read through all of them and i, I felt i need to read that i, I need to read that this, <laughs> like immediately after i watched the movie i wanted to watch it again because i know there are things that that when i was watching it at the time 
I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, they didn't really respond to it. And then after they show you the concepts, they, then there's like a review. I think on a second watch, there's a reveal that a lot of things um, make more sense. Like there's a that shot in the opera scene at the beginning where like somebody helps him. Mm-hmm. It's like a corner. Yeah. He's like, somebody help me. But then they don't, re- they don't talk about it ever again. Um, and so I, there, there, I know there are things that, like that in the movie that uh, I would probably notice on second watch. So uh, yeah, I'm probably going to watch it again. And, and This is definitely a repeat viewing movie necessary. Yeah. yeah. I think he no meant for it, it to be. Um, yeah. So sorry. Overall, I want, I want you guys to, like, I want you to know, I want to know your thoughts too. But overall, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, the character writing could use a lot of help. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, enjoyable so far. And, and uh, the new composer, usually it's Hans Zimmer. This time it was uh, Ludwig Gorenson, the guy who did uh, Black Panther and Mandalorian. And yeah. uh, I, I, hey, I, re- I really like this this uh, yeah, soundtrack too. I was a little bit skeptical because solid. He was good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. He was. I assume you guys noticed the music throughout the thing too. Sorry, you're you're cutting out the what? Backwards playing music. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was forward and there was backwards of like the yeah. same scenes. Uh, I have to go back. I think they were. Oh no, I, I, I think that, that's pretty cool. I'm yeah. Yeah, uh, especially in the end when they're doing the red and blue team. Yeah, where you see the uh, the I think it's the backwards team or backwards to the inverted team. It was also, uh, but they did do that quite a bit. So, um, you know, the good thing about Nolan is I think he really is sort of a visual and sound guy. He really the package of of producing a a movie offering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... I'm a fan of his, but yeah, he can also use a little bit of help sometimes. Um, <laughs> Kai, you've been pretty quiet. Why don't we go with your review next? Yeah. Um, so I think Nolan just has a, a, a hard on for time-based movies, clearly with uh, Inception, Memento, and now Tenant. Um, <laughs> you can even argue Interstellar because... You could argue you know, Dunbar. I would. I would no, I mean, yeah. Dunkirk too. Yeah, exactly. A- yeah. So you know, he loves to wrestle around with it, and you know, I'm going to give the caveat that time as a concept in general is just hard to to kind of showcase, uh, even on video as a as a medium, especially movies. And I, I always approach them with a grain of salt, right? I'm always open minded to see what kind of concept they want to introduce, how they develop it, and how that either adds or eventually subtracts from the story. So based on that, uh, you know, I went in with Tenet with a blank mind. I, I agree with Anthony that I had no clue what the movie was going to be about based on the trailers, but, you know, knowing Nolan, it's going to be some sort of weird, you know, kind of uh, whatever novel concept that he wants to push. Um, so earlier when I was talking about this whole issue being a MacGuffin, like, to me, like this whole future is trying to kill us. I kind of wrote it off because I was like, fine, right? I don't really care about that, right? I know that's whatever we need to push some sort of narrative to go around, but I want to just see all the all the interesting pieces, the main character, the the supporting actress, um, you know, also the supporting actor and Robert Pattinson, and this concept that they're trying to kind of play around with during the movie. Um, but my general feel essentially was Nolan essentially just wanted to do a film where he just wanted to like 
vomit out all the things that he loves to do in terms of kind of sound design and special effects. And the like the best moment to demonstrate this was near the end of the film when they are doing their time pincer, which yeah, the temporal pincer, which by the second time you kind of kind of get what they're trying to do, right? What a temporal pincer is. Um, But there's a particular moment where the forward team or the time neutral team uh, is blowing up this, this building. Mm. And then the time inverse team is blowing the top of the building. Right. And to me, it was like, okay, this is supposed to set up to be like a really cool tactical moment that like allows us to finally see like the concept of inverse time be like relatively interesting. And it ends up not making <laughs> it ends up not, like mattering at all. Like it was yeah. literally let, just let me, a uh, moment. <laughs> let me add on to that. Uh, yeah. The right before that happens, doesn't the characters, one of the characters says, we need a distraction or something, right? Yep. Or we, That's yeah. Exactly and then you, you wait, you wait, you're watching, you're like, oh, cool. That, you know, both sides destroyed that building and then recreated again, whatever. And then you're thinking about afterwards, like, what was the distraction? Like, yeah, <laughs> just a, like a, a cool from... building well, destroyer from a viewer's perspective. Like, it didn't really do anything. Like, you didn't see the effect of it distracting. No, I think there anything. was a meaning for it, and I might be wrong, but my impression was that they wanted to be sure that nobody <laughs> saw the two of them run in. And so the building going back up and then it coming back down, they needed it to be down. So it would cover the tracks of the visual of them going into the tunnel. See... Wait. Because remember, they my, said, if anybody sees us, then all this is for nothing. It's like a distraction for the yeah. opposing forces, is what I got. Yeah, nobody's supposed to know that those two guys went in, because they're supposed to emerge with the algorithm, but nobody's supposed to came out, because they're supposed to believe that the buried it. I didn't get but, that from the scene. Like, yeah. yeah, I took it as a that's, distraction. That's what I got from it. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what I understood from Same it. here. That, that, they yeah. did that to kind of throw off the, other, the opposing forces. And you're right, I thought it's even more awkward. Hey, but hey, even Dad, knowing sorry. it, it's, it's awkward. Hey, Dad, just so you know, I think you're like cutting in and out a lot. Uh, I don't know if it's the, the Bluetooth or what, but yeah. So, but I, I think we got, I, th- I think we got what, we, what you said. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, Kai. I just wanted to, to add on there. No, no, yeah. So, like, and going back a little bit to to Dad's point, like, like, sure, let's let's agree that that's supposed to try to be a distraction. One really, like, one huge criticism of that scene was like, you just can't tell what's going on, mostly because you're like, where's the enemy, right? True. true. Like, you spend so much time having shots of of red team and blue team that you're like, I don't, I almost don't even see who they're fighting. Right. Or like there's no like sense of urgency in the scene where you're like, okay, we're dropped into this temporal pincer. Like, let's watch this shit unfold. And you're like, like, what? What's like, who's the enemy? And then you finally see the one guy who adds the tripwire, which nullifies the argument that they're trying to distract from the entrance because they clearly already knew and they even booby trapped it. Right. So, but this is just going back to like, me like cementing that this whole movie was just meant for him to just like play around with stuff. I don't think he really wanted to tell a story because 
at the end of the day, <laughs> like even the 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 discussion at the end between him and the Russian guy was so generic, right? It's just like, you know, you're you don't have to end the world. You're you're just being selfish. Like, don't you see like what you're doing is wrong. You're just a pawn in the game. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's just like so unimportant. Like it has nothing to do with like either character. Like you could almost have anybody have that conversation and you'd get the same like kind of oomph to it, which is like pretty much none. Um, so real quick, so, mm -hmm. a Marvel, Marvel break. There were four people, four, three, four, three, three, three. Marvel people in this uh yeah show in this movie right mm -hmm. versus elizabeth debecky she was in guardians 2 oh that's right that's why she looks so familiar. oh that's why she looks so she's the, she's she's the, the sovereign play? queen in Guardians. right right on that's right that's i love right. that character she, in that movie she's exactly no wonder she looks familiar okay yeah. all right the second is kenneth brana he was yep. the bad guy he, he's the director of thor thor yep yep, yep. Mm -hmm. the third one which i couldn't I could not tell. Aaron Taylor is Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> Quicksilver. He's yep. a soldier at the end who's Quicksilver, and I, I was like, yeah, who Sykes. is that guy? Yeah, Ike, he just looks way big, like, super big or something. Who is Quicksilver uh, in in this movie? Uh, welcome, Nick Choi. Uh, he was the the soldier <laughs> at the end um, with the beard, the red beard. I Sykes. Oh, that's Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah not the X Men one. Yeah, the the Marvel MCU one in Age Avengers Ultron two. One. Yeah, oh, I mean he's done other movies with, too. He's with, not the only one with the accent. Yeah. yeah, sorry, that was a random thing because you, but you were talking about characters and I was like, oh shit, yeah. I was wondering if you guys had known Aaron Taylor Johnson was in there. No, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Good call out on the, the female lead. I no wonder she looks so familiar to me. Okay. Yeah, she's not cold. Sorry, Kai. Yeah. You wanna... <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Anyway, so to me it's just um like so going back to well, whatever my train of thought was um I, I agree that the the female character like I, I honestly don't think they gave either character a lot to work with and that's again going back to I just don't think Nolan made a lot of effort to write a good story I don't think he really cared um and I think he just wanted to build cool moments and one yeah. moment that I will say that was interesting was the car chase scene and how, and I think that was the one moment that the concept came to fruition and actually was valuable and interesting um, where you see them use the technology and see how that inverse plays out and how they can like construct a scene together. Like, I think that was the only cool moment in the movie where I was like, okay, this kind of helps me see what's going on and why this is, like, kind of valuable. But the fact that I had to spend an hour on both ends of that scene to kind of get to that point was <laughs> kind of just obviously not worth it to me. <laughs> you know, I, without digging into all the details of all the things that were, you know, kind of boring or wrong. I see what you're saying, um, man. And, and, and I, mm -hmm. But I think the only part, the only... Um... Or not sorry, not the only, but I feel like the most effective use of the whole inverse mechanics um, was yes, that that car chase scene. But really, the whole part where he walks out of the building 
like where they're where the, um, the turntable that in, the turntable the inverter thing yeah, was it was immediately right when he walks out or before he walks out they explain to him how it's like your breathing is going to be messed up because your yeah. body's going to be fighting like all the yeah. physics of the world right they, they did a really good job of making it just feel feel yeah like messed up like the world was just messed up like yeah things are flying backwards flying as, as, like dust was moving the wrong way sound was all jacked up like i definitely felt like he did not belong in that timeline so i i, I agree with you like that whole car chase scene and everything even before that was the most effective you know use of or example of that inverse time world well, the turntable to me helped because it was something physical you can look at. And you say, okay, you walk out one direction and you come out the other. Oh, they're actually parallel now. And then they use the, the room to kind of divide up. I'm like, oh, it's not just one room looking at each other. They're actually two different timelines. So I, that kind of clicked for me because it's like, oh, they're using this mechanical thing to help illustrate that. Because before it's like, what's going on here? Question. Oh, okay. Question. Was there three of them at one point of any of the characters? Or is it only two max? There was three guy at the very end. The guy dies. It goes by his. There's his three. Does no, there was three. And Neil, it was right? Pattinson's character. No, it was the antagonist when um, in the airport in Oslo when they get attacked or seemingly attacked by the guy in the mask. Oh, There's, yes, yes. Yeah, so there was three of the antagonist at that moment. Um, you had two. Um, two versions of himself fighting himself, and then one. Oh right, running to Neil. Neil, yeah. yes, that's right. So that was the only time there was three. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I remember like at one point there was more than I thought there was more than more than two of the same yeah. person in the same whatever timeline. Yeah. That Wasn't makes it... it way more confusing to me. <laughs> like, how do you guys <laughs> <Yeah>. one? Because <laughs> he saw the dead body. He saw the dead body, and he saw the guy walking. It was the same guy, right? And he saw. You talking about at the end? Yeah, in, he, in in the in the cage, right? That part yeah. was confusing. Yes, that I need is, to watch that again. That part was the same guy. Oh, do you confusing. want to talk about it? So that, uh, well, it, well, Arthur, do you know that that's Robert Pattinson's character who died? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, the way so, it was filmed, it was sort of confusing because it was. It, I, I agree, it was confusing, and and I, they were just counting on red labels, right, on their arms to kind of differentiate. You know, there she is. This movie uh, was so confusing. Yeah. So, so that oh scene, God, I was here we go. Here's the, here's the pleb. Yeah. So that, that that part, because I was and, and off tangent. Before I forget, the guy who was trying to drop the the German thug, he totally reminded me of Christoph Ninehouse in in regional IT in in in, uh, in Europe. <laughs> totally like really? tall, blonde, you know, like that kind of. Um, he just yeah. looked like him. Like that's Christoph, uh, if yeah. you know who he is. But anyway, yeah. I just thought I knew that the later on. But at the time when I was watching it, it was very confusing. Like, who is that? Because the way they filmed it, it's dark. There's a lot of quick cuts in action. You can only, you know, they're all wearing full masks, so I can't see who it is. And the only way you can tell sort of who's who is the the color label on their arm. But I'm like, okay, that's red team at most. But I still don't know who that is, right? Is that Sykes? Is that the protagonist? Is that somebody else I don't know? And it, it just sort of really was confusing I, to me. I think he was supposed to, I mean, he purposely did that. Like yeah. it's supposed to be a reveal at the end, so I right. mean, I and know they show, they show the little, um, the little red, whatever, red um, rope keychain, the tie rope yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the little red keychain. That's him. Yeah, but even even what he did specifically to open the door, I have to go back and watch it again because it was confusing because it was so 
quick mechanically, I didn't quite get. So there's to me, to me like maybe I, uh, hopefully I read this right. He he a future version of himself went back right. and say uh, unlocked it for him. Right. And shot his sacrifice and shot him. Got, yeah, he died. Yeah, he took the bullet, right. I think, from yeah. the thug, from Kristoff. That's right. right. But it was like a yeah. future version that yes. went back in time. That's correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A future from, we didn't see, from like, when we he's going to the very end. All we, right. And yeah. so there's two Neils during that time, one on blue and one yeah. red. Yeah. And all and you it's, see it's... is, uh, like, you you see that moment happen, but you don't actually understand. Like, he's not trying to show you what what he did and going back in time, right? Like, and, right, yeah, no. and then I thought also blue team Neil like broke off and then came back somehow. And I thought, did he step away and then come back to something else? That no. part was a little confused too. So I was like, I need to watch that again. He broke off from being reversed to move forward. Yeah. And he, and then he didn't go off. And I think that he joined the, the, the forward team, not the, the yeah. he was part of the inverse team. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. But I believe at the very end when he goes back, Mm-hmm. And they have that final exchange. I believe he goes back specifically to die. So I think he dies soon after you see him at the end of the movie. Okay. Oh, really? Because he's wearing the same clothes. Oh, same bag. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so when yeah. he says, I believe this is the end of the story for me, or something like that, I don't think he knows that he's necessarily the dead guy in there. But I think it's kind of like him. Sure. An, an, an oh, yeah, unknowing he, truth. He does. Yeah, he doesn't, right? He can't. No, because... he doesn't. He's yeah. he doesn't. They he don't tell each guy. other about all he does. Their features. He drives off. The yeah, because yeah. you don't want you yeah. don't want to tell each other what happens. That's right. So maybe that's why the label on his arm, red to blue. Mm-hmm. You know, red to blue. Right. And that's why the antagonist has that conversation with him because he knows what's going to happen to him, but he doesn't tell him. The protagonist. 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 Okay. All right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. When I I figured this. Conversation is going to go kind of like off on tangents, but uh, Kai, any, anything else you want to wrap up with? Um, I mean, not really. I probably will jump in here and there on some stuff. Um, but yeah, the, my my overall is like, I you can maybe there's some expectation for Nolan, but uh, I don't. I personally don't think he was trying very hard with this one. I think he was just trying to do Nolan things um, and kind of phone it in. Self-indulgent? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Uh, since Nick's walking around. Um, Dad, do you want to go next? <laughs> since Nick's walking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think... I think I'll, I'll first say that um, I, I don't agree with you, Kai, in the sense that he just you know wanted to play around. I think that Nolan takes everything serious. I'm I'm not a huge fan, but I feel like I'm I'm being supportive of him right now. I, I actually do think he ended up sort of drowning in his own need for detail, especially in this one, more than any of his other efforts. Um, and that he really did care, but that what he was trying to tackle was possibly more complex than he maybe originally intended. Um and I'll tell you, it, it, it was really hard. I mean, I've got I've got a good sound system here too. It's not super whatever, but it's very sharp and very clear. And I'm I'm big on sound as well. And I couldn't follow the movie for like the first half hour. And and, and it was so bad that I turned to my son and I said, "Man, this movie makes me feel like a dumb person." Right? There's so <laughs> much verbal um, exposition, and and the, the, it's almost like the characters mumble. 
Yeah. That's where that's yeah. Nolan movies, though. It's, it's ever, ever not... since Bane. Ever since, yeah. I've never before felt that. it like this before. I thought, it, it, I thought this was tough. But like, it's hard to understand what they're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. And, and the pace, also the speed, they just go fast, too. Absolutely. So you, not only can you not hear it, but they're so fast. Like, you're, like, you're not registering. It's, it's like they don't on. talk with periods. It, it, yeah. it, this was particularly bad because when they would have conversations, and, and this was what was bothering me about the protagonist, was that I get that he's you know probably top of the line, maybe CIA or whatnot, but he seemed like a freaking genius. I mean, he was on the de- information details. He knew the answer to everything. He knew exactly <laughs> the right questions to ask without any kind of pause or any kind of thought or consideration. It just seemed too perfect in some ways that it, it was... It was taking me out of the moment, but it really made me feel dumb. And actually two thirds of the way, maybe halfway <laughs> through the movie, I said, you know what? I normally do not like subtitles because I don't want the words to distract me from the, the visuals, but I had to turn it on. Yeah. I kept thinking to myself. <laughs> oh my God, you went through yeah. a whole third Oh jeez, I did. I did. And <laughs> you, I was you just beating my head. Though. I was like, I know. Oh I know. You have to. There's no so shame in using awful. subtitles. There's no shame. It, it's all. like they talk without periods too. Like yeah, every sentence yeah. was a run-on sentence, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And well, they I talk said, fast. Too many words. They do. Yeah, yeah, they talk I, fast, and the the scenes cut fast too. So you're already do. off to something else before you're registering the previous one. I had to yep. rewind subtitles on, and I had to constantly rewind. I was like, what, "Yep, what, what, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely." I had to rewind it and read it again. I was like, "I still don't get it." Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> and if you look at the plotting of the movie, the goals. And the drivers from every five to ten minutes changes three or four times, maybe even more, mm-hmm. every fifteen minutes or something. Right? He's all of a sudden got a new goal. So what you thought he was doing ten minutes ago, now he's doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it, it's just incredibly fast pace. And I thought to myself, if I was watching this in a movie theater or anybody yeah. else who can't either go back or or you know try to understand it, you're going to be completely lost if you didn't catch. There's like three or four conversations where if you miss them, you're not going to go, what the hell is going on, right? <laughs> and then the rest of it will just be a bust. And I suspect that the movie probably suffered from that kind of inexperience from a lot of people. My, um, my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law watched this movie as well. Wow. And I asked them what they thought. My father-in-law had some good thoughts on it, but my mother-in-law was just like, I did not understand what was happening. <laughs> I, was just like, I was just like, dude, like, I don't blame you, man. Like, English, yeah, a lot of, yeah. English is not their first language. English is yep. my first language, and I was still struggling <laughs> to understand everything. Yep. Dude, I've never felt so... I, I used to... Before I saw some movie, I used to think that I was, you know, an intelligent movie watcher. I, I just felt like an absolute idiot. <laughs> right? I mean, I was just like, what the hell is going on? So, it, it, you know, in all transparency, I watched the movie twice. But the second time I watched wow. it, I watched it with earbuds on mm-hmm. and with subtitles all the way through. And half, it, half it speed, slow motion. Yeah. No, <laughs> I should have. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I agree with, with most of what you guys said. You know, the only thing I really disagree with, you know, with you, Kai, is, is that I, I really do think Nolan tries. I don't, I don't, I think Nolan, I wouldn't say he's a Kubrick, but I think he's that, that detailed with his art, if, if you want to call it art for him, right? I think but, like, is. I'm not saying, like, he's, like, lazy in producing this, right? I absolutely agree that he's very meticulous and, mm-hmm. you know, tries hard with his art. But that's my point. He did well in his art, 
but clearly didn't do well in storyboarding or character development or you know anything right that he that normally would try to bring it a little bit better and it's evident in like his past work like come on like no one sits there and says interstellar was a great story it was balanced by his the the things that he's good at plus a good enough story same with inception right you got a lot of a-list actors with an okay enough story with like just enough of like a ha you don't really know how the ending works for people to say like ah yeah that was kind of cool but did you remember like all that really weird like inception stuff that you saw love like, inception, that's just how, like i, I mean I don't, I don't so all i've ever I'll, seen so like that i've liked story-wise is just like I, I hate going back to memento but that's the only one where like he's done actually like a good story Relative to what he was trying to do, but that's I think when he was getting his feet wet on like what he really wanted to do. I mean, uh, these characters, uh, he does have a little bit of a problem with characters sometimes. I mean, that's why it's not. He's very plot driven. Yeah, he's he's plot driven. Like, yeah, the the ideas. It seems like the ideas around the plot are more important sometimes to him. Mm -hmm. And I think just I, I don't know. I mean. I'm sure if he tried really, really hard, like he can write good characters. I, I don't know if I'm expecting the most incredible characters. I'm yeah. not. Not for and, a Nolan movie. I mean, Nolan the, movie. The, the sure. characters right, of not. the Nolan movies yeah. support the plot. It's not the other way around, right? It's not like yeah. the characters right. are yeah. pushing for the plot. It's the characters are supporting the plot. But I, I think what Kai might be saying is that Nolan, and I was trying to hold off on saying this until until later, but like Nolan went full Nolan in this exactly. like, <laughs> yep 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 he felt yeah. he felt too far in love with the mechanics of it which is like the whole time you know forward inverse uh what's it called um inverse entropy right inverted entropy thing reverse entropy that whole mechanic of it became so critical to the entire movie that unless you understood that which was really hard to understand unless you understood that the whole rest of the movie doesn't doesn't click for you and uh, it, it, I feel like you, you just, as the viewer, you spend way too much time trying to, trying to, just trying to understand it, where you cannot enjoy the right. rest of it. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I totally, one hundred percent agree with you. Um, I personally am okay with these, like, very complex ideas too. Like, I sure, sure. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love like, like I said went afterwards and went to the FAQ to like read more. I've I've seen like the timeline. There's like a timeline chart people have drawn. Like people are obsessed with this movie and Nolan's movies people well, just a lot I don't of people know, are obsessed to... with his movies. They always tend to do yeah, that. Like and yeah. yeah, that's good. And uh but they're trying to use like a tractor for like a kitty sandbox that mm, he's mm. built. You know what I mean? Like people are trying to find way too much meaning out of something Maybe. that he in my opinion very poorly developed. But I didn't need it to be fully developed because going back to at least what Ronald said, it's just a Nolan thing, right? It's just a a, a novel concept with a bunch of you know special effects tied to it, and you're like, ah, okay, cool, and then that's it. I think we're kind of saying all the same thing. I think what it comes down to is he sacrificed um, character personality for mechanics and technicals. Is what it is what happened, and it definitely comes through. I, for one, you know, am more interested in the mechanics itself. So 
I felt I, I, I knew enough of the characters that I understood where they were coming from. Um, I, I definitely felt the protagonist was, was wooden, but everybody else, especially the husband, the wife, and even Neil, I felt like I, I, I understood them and they were properly motivated. Right. It, it, it reminded it, it, the talking to some other people about Tenet and like, or maybe not talking about it, but just kind of reading about it afterward, like reminded me a little bit of the conversations that I had after watching the matrix, the matrix three. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys remember that, like way back. Uh-huh. Then. Wow. And I remember like not liking it at all when it came out. And then like, I talked, I remember reading on the forums and like talking to friends, like, but don't you understand the philosophy behind this? Yeah. And like, <laughs> who the, the yeah, old yeah. guy is? And I'm just like, I don't care. If, even if you explain it to me, and, 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 even after I understood and read all that stuff, I was like, but I still didn't enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So That's correct. If there's like, all this philosophy behind it. Who cares? Yeah. I didn't like the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I think that that this movie, unless you can understand it, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to crap on it because you thought it was too complicated that even once you get it, you're like, it, it took away the enjoyment I could have had from it. Um, or you're just going to pass it off because you don't want to feel stupid, right? But I think that this is one of those things where had it been a novel, had it been a book where you could process it at your own speed, it may have done better, right? Because the speed that he had it on in his presentation was just too much for a, a single sitting. So if you're willing to do the research, if you're really intrigued by it and you love the idea of the, the concept mechanics, I think it really is a good movie. I'm kind of like, you know, Anthony in the sense that, you know, he sounded like in the beginning, he was not quite poo-pooing on it, but saying, here's the problems with it. But in the end, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who, who I think that the understanding of it, uh, infinitely or at least exponentially um makes it better for me right mm. um but i enjoyed it the first watch too but then trying to understand you know mm. where one plus one equals seven once i got that it, it was it just became even better right so um unless you're a genius and you got it in one sitting i really do think it takes more to appreciate what was offered so it's, that's it's what thinking person sci-fi it, it yeah. definitely is I- and that's and why I, I said it. I like that. It yeah, that's why I said in my free. review that I, I just, I, there's nobody else really doing this. I'm, I'm sure there are. Like, there's movies that I miss. Like, I watch a lot of movies, but there's movies that I miss too. And it, But there's just, I feel like there's not a lot of people uh, at least attempting to do uh, what he's trying. I'm not saying it's like 100% successful every time, but I, I appreciate that he's, he's pushing boundaries. Yeah. And, and yeah, I also cause... think that all the motivations for every character was very appropriate. Um, and in some ways, even though he was a terrible guy, a sympathetic bad guy in some ways too, right? He had a little bit of that too. Yeah. He had, yeah, he had really a lot of, again, a lot of plot. He's a plot driven character. Yeah. <laughs> like him with his little wristband and yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because the Matrix 3 people wanted to do Thinking Man's science fiction. I remember reading interviews, the brothers, now sisters, right? <laughs> They wanted to do thinking person science fiction and, you know, questionable results. But, you know, I think Nolan sort of gets away with it more. You know, I don't know if it's style or writing. They, they seem to give him more slack than, you know, people who don't like the Matrix 2 or 3. If you're talking well, about part of it, the, I think part of the reason, too, is like, so in Interstellar, which is not his most recent, but like one of the ones that people remember more, 
Like he he rightfully spent a lot of effort to like really represent it correctly. And he got, you know, to me, I, I give him a lot of credit for that. Right. Because um, he didn't have to, but he did. And there, that's where there's moments where he, you can see that he sometimes he'll care about the source material and spend the effort to uplevel his art, whatever he's trying to build and build credibility with his fans, right? Which is why people are so easy to like dive head first and to be like, well, maybe there's meaning behind this movie, right? <laughs> like, what if there's like something that we're missing, right? Like if we watch it the 10th time, we're going to like find this thing out. <laughs> but, you know, I think this is again, him, you know, doing something where people are giving him a little bit too much credit. And I, really? I will, I will say that I, I agree with Anthony that I, I appreciate that he takes the risk and does these like things, right? Because who else would? Um, but you, not everything has to be popped up as like, a, wow, this is like really mysterious and cool. We must be missing something. I'm like, no, he could just no. wanted to but do a really it, but, shitty no. concept and but didn't we'll, do a good job we'll, at it. Hold on. Isn't somewhat as somebody who loves innovation more than repetition, doesn't that rank higher for you specifically kai because you're always one of like i prefer somebody who goes bold and different versus right so i'm not like in the realm of directors i'm still not putting nolan anywhere near in like the middle pack right of you know the kind of the the fucking michael bays and like <laughs> uh jj abrams you okay, know okay. world right i'm just saying for nolan just nolan it's a miss because he's obviously done better but i'm also gonna not super knock him because i also don't think he was gonna like really trying to do something crazy with this movie yeah i just want to say i don't think this comparison to matrix 3 is very fair at all (laughs) (laughs) i was just saying that i got out of it yeah, yeah. From other people and reading things online, which is like, don't you get it? Like <laughs> the mechanics, the philosophy. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm someone like, who, if enjoys... you understood, then you would like the movie. And it's like, and I'm, and I actually am someone who enjoyed Matrix Two and Three for all its warts. Like I, you know, I enjoy it for what it is. I totally get why people still dislike it. I'm like, yeah, it's just entertaining in that way. Whatever. But I don't disagree with the criticism. But anyway, we're not talking about those movies. <laughs> all right, uh, Dad. Anything to wrap up? No, I'll stop it there. All right. Well, yeah, let's continue going around the table. I think this we've been there's a lot of discussion, good discussion that's being brought up that uh, yeah, kind of helps me think about things. I enjoy everybody talking. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Ronald, we want to go next. Sure, sure. I I feel like I've been speaking a little bit too much and interjecting in other people's uh, reviews, but I I think I've felt very strongly out of this movie just because I don't know there, there was so much hype behind it right like in your intro um, Anthony right this movie was supposed to be the uh, it was supposed to bring in the you know resurrection of, of the theater industry and it was supposed to be like that flat one of those flagpole um, uh, movies, movies. Yeah. exactly the summer movies that was supposed to yeah exactly bring people back into theaters and stuff like that. And there was so much hype around it. And I was so, so excited to watch it. And then once I watched it, even in the middle of it, I was just like, 
hold on, what's going on here? <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> kind of like that same feeling that 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 dad had. Like I was like, am I not? Is this going over so far over my head where I like cannot enjoy it? Like mm-hmm. halfway through the movie, I was already thinking about rewatching it. Yeah. Question. And, Question. Uh, were your so your expectations were pretty high? Like oh, yeah. even even though reviews are like the reviews are not great for I, it. I didn't I didn't read any reviews actually. Okay. Reviews, I mean they, yeah. they're they're yeah. They're not well, they're they're fine. They're not like I feel they're like not like Nolan. They're not they're not like, like regular with Nolan. COVID. It's just changed the whole dynamic of like bringing people in the theaters. I don't think you can really blame blame it on the quality of the movie per se because like people may not want to watch it anyway, regardless of how great it is because the whole pandemic situation. So no, but I don't I, know. You I would say more like expectations. I was just like, because I went in with pretty low expectations with the app, with the mad reviews, the average reviews, mm-hmm. yeah. and so I was, I, I was willing to like, I, I don't know, yeah, I was willing, I was waiting for it to like suck more, more than it did. You and know, so, I was sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. That was pretty much. I, I was just gonna say, I I used to think that what the reviews said mattered to me would actually affect how I think a movie's gonna be. I'm not sure I think that's the case anymore. I, at least for, for you know, me and I, maybe some of you guys too, I can see a really high or really low, but I know I love some terrible movies that nobody loved and I hate movies that everybody loved. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think we're all relatively good at taking it for our own tastes, to be honest. And that seeing a good or bad review isn't going to affect our opinion, really. We just might think it. It will, but I don't think it does in general. And I didn't see a trailer. I went into it pretty blind. I only went in with with the preconceived notion of what I thought of Nolan and his movies. And I imagine yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, Jane, what I, anybody else said. Like I will always watch a Nolan movie because, and I'm always excited to watch a Nolan movie just because. Yeah, right. At the very and, least, and I say exactly what Arthur said. Right, like usually I, I use reviews to decide if i want to watch a movie if i'm not really quite sure if i want to watch it but if i'm if i know i'm going to watch it anyway like with this one here i, I didn't really pay attention that very closely yeah. to the reviews mm. exactly that's just for I, me to so, like warm myself up to it but I, i'll watch it regardless i, it won't, I guess, it won't be a deciding factor i get so excited for nolan movies i like i want there to be good reviews that's like <laughs> that's how excited mm. i am and uh. so i in the whole i i i see i i like look at what people think about it and i was bummed out that hey people didn't love it and so uh yeah so that changed my expectations that shocks me anthony because to me looking at what other people think is almost like a spoiler right it's like watching a trailer i'm surprised you do that even there is no spoiler if there's no like story elements revealed to me well if you believe that it could affect your opinion of it exactly it taints your opinion of it right going into it no. Mm-hmm. I take it Bias. in and like an aggregate. Like I, it's it's hard for me to say like if one guy says it's great. Like it's the general feeling of the movie. Like was this mm. a successful movie? Mm. Um, and I go I go into it with pretty like, uh, yeah, with low barriers. Like I don't I don't really believe reviews either, but I also don't believe that they're in in the aggregate wrong. Mm. Like most of the time. There are some there are some wrong like aggregate reviews that um, I did really disagree with and that yeah it, whatever but I I just think um, it just gives me I don't know for Nolan movies mm. specifically I'm just like I, I it does I want it to be to do well 
yeah, I want people, uh, people to like it. And mm-hmm. this being the first, like, whatever time travel movie, I'm just like, please, like, let it be good. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll, I'll just bring up one gripe and, and um, maybe, like, one thing that I, I did enjoy out of the movie that hasn't already been talked about because we've covered a lot of things that I wanted to, to cover already. One gripe that I had was so much of the exposition, not, not so much, but there are a couple points in the movie where it says the, the people speaking out, outright just say, don't worry about it, just feel it. Like, <laughs> I think Robert, there was a conversation between Robert Pattinson's character, the Neil. handler, right? Yeah, Neil and, and the protagonist. Um, they just, they're like, they try to, to explain the whole, you know, um, uh, reverse entropy concept and they're just like what well don't worry about it just <laughs> just feel it like just go with don't it. think too much about it, it. <laughs> they're speaking directly to you the audience right and they're yeah 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 feel please it. Yeah. But I, all the cloth over your face right but but at the same time that's like a challenge to you to be like <laughs> bet you can't figure it out and i'm just like no, okay no. i gotta think harder gotta figure it out and isn't it weird go, go ahead, ahead. Now, part of it was it's funny when they're doing all the exposition and this took me out of it it's weird where they openly do it in public they're talking about like these really important world shattering things mm. in a bus with people right around them walking on the street within earshot so part of me is like if this is so important maybe the concept is so freaking wild that the public right. won't get it if they listen to it but i'm like you're talking about like theft and potential assassination and going after people and you're just doing it in a very public space. So part of that was like, it's kind of weird. Like you would just casually talk about these things and, and nobody around you seems to, you know, the best a, cover, I, the best cover is just, to I do guess it's an open, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You know, so that part of it was just kind of weird, but then, you know, you get caught up in the exposition. So you're like, okay, whatever. Maybe they anyway. realize, it because we're watching a movie listening to them talking we can't even understand yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right right i don't right. know what he's gonna talk about anyway i i i think that's that's one of the things that made it hardest for me was just like they want you to feel it and just kind of go with it but at the same time be, it being a nolan movie you know he wants you to understand it and think through it too think don't just it, yeah. don't just go with it i'm just like <laughs> oh man it was like these like two messages that, that would kind of like going going back and forth but that's you know, where i'm he's abusing your trust right like i i took it at face value and said ah just don't think about it because i don't think he in the movie had built enough credit for me to warrant thinking sure. about it and then but, his fans who were used to thinking there was more behind it wasted a bunch right. of time thinking there's more behind it <laughs> that, that that's exactly no exactly Kai, Kai, i'm with you on that yeah, right where yeah. it, it, on in the movie it tells you don't think too hard about it right but you know you're supposed <laughs> to think about it yeah so that, that was right you had to do something, you do it, you do the opposite. Right, right, but right. it's like well, the logic, right? Like you, you, I want the logic to work. Like that's why you're like thinking about it so much. It's like you set up these rules. Does it make sense? Like what's mm-hmm. happening here? And it makes you think. And right. I mean, so then, I, so then, don't yeah, tell ahead. me just to feel it. Like explain <laughs> it at least enough where I yeah. feel like someone of average intelligence can understand it. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I. I I like the feeling of like wanting to look up everything afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I don't do that that often for movies, obviously. But but just the idea of just like, did, did, how did this work? How did this work? Did mm-hmm. I just miss it, or is this like a hole? Like, 
I don't know. I'm always like thinking about like logic and and story design and if there are plot holes in it. Yeah. I and and then I um I think the thing that I liked the most about it perhaps was just you know I, I mentioned this earlier when when uh, I think Anthony was talking about it, but just the whole feeling the whole vibe of the second half I think that included cinematography sound design even like color grading the way that they did all the color grading on the second half of the movie yeah. when they actually started inverting like it uh, you know the, the the fight scene like the way that they um did this whole sound design in the fight scene it makes it feel like you're having a hard time breathing. A seizure, yes. Yeah, you're right. It makes you feel like you're having a seizure. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> to, to me, like, oddly enough, I was just like, oh, man, this is definitely the feeling <laughs> that you would have if you were inverted, Yeah. you know, and trying to go through a forward, you know, time world. Like, I, I felt like the tension was ratcheted up really well on, on that. So I'd, I'd give him props for that. Can I say something about that fight scene? Especially the one where he's fighting. Like, he's hand -hand. fighting himself, right? Yeah. yeah. So, when I thought the first time through, and I kind of guessed, you know, like, oh, he's probably, when you kind of guess it's a baby version of himself. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this fight scene is so, like, whack. It looks choreographed. It looks like, it looks so weird. It's like, it's not, it's not done well. And then when I watched it going through the first one, <laughs> I was like, oh, fucking makes sense. So, like, I like Nick, you, you didn't... There were several flips in there that were impossible. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's so funny. I was like, why did they fight scene like this? It looks so like it just looks like it was poorly. It looked, it looked like it was lazy. It looks kind of stilted. Yeah. <laughs> See that 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 makes me believe that Nick really was clueless all the way up to that point, like completely I clueless. I was like constantly. I was thinking about it, and I kind of I got it. Like, but I was struggling to like. Grasp the idea. I was like, this morning I woke up and I was, I was like, the bullet holes. Why are the bullet holes in the glass before? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. I make myself go through the concept constantly to like try to keep up. And I was doing that the whole movie. And then when I woke up yep. this morning, I started thinking, I was like, oh my God, why am I still thinking about it? <laughs> I was like, okay, now I get it again. And then I get it again. I was like, wait, no, no, okay. Yeah, yes, it makes sense. <laughs> no, the bullet hole's not supposed to be there. I was like, no, no, it is. And it, uh, anyways, I was like, when I watched it again in reverse, I liked the fight scene and some of the other parts. Like, it, it I almost wanted to watch. I was gonna watch the movie again last night when I finished. And I was like, no, I can't do that to myself. It's like, <laughs> it's like one thirty in the morning. I was like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, speaking of that scene with the bullet holes in the glass, why would he even pull the trigger? I was asking myself the same question. Mm, yeah. Why yeah. Are you yourself? Why are you exactly? It doesn't look like a mistake. Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, you can, the fight could force him to pull the trigger three times like that. It just looks more like a visual to cue. Like, oh, yeah. Went back in time. Him right? just wanting up. to do a cool concept that just falls flat. <laughs> yeah. But I asked the same question at the end. Like, wait, wait, he's fighting himself. Why would you want to hurt yourself? That um, Kai is basically saying, this is equivalent to people wanting to make a movie out of Queen music and doing Queen, the Queen movie, right? Like, then you're basically talking about the greatest showman, right? Right. Where they just had music, so they put a story around. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. ends, the ends justify the means. Self indulgence. Yes. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. yep. Sorry. Yeah, I, I um, asked the same question, Dad. It's, like, it's a, I thought I was the only one, but yep, that's okay. Really I'm weird. being 
really stupid right now. What what bullet scene are we talking about? So, so, they're going in the first time. With their the first yeah. time. The heist. So what, what, the, 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 holes, question, right? the question is, why why would you shoot her? Why no, well, would he's so, fighting himself? Why he's, would he shoot himself? Yeah, he's fighting himself. Right. The trigger is being pulled by his... his Future um, self. Yeah. And why would you sh- even shoot pull your own yourself? Exactly. It's kind of, when he was doing it, the bullet, like, the gun wasn't pointed at him. It was, like, kind of away from his head. Away. Even right. still. You, it looked I, like it, it didn't yeah. look like an accident. It looked like he was trying to fire against his his right. older self in his past. So it was really weird. Yeah, there was a line of bullets at the end, you know, on the glass, firing next to his head. I don't know why he did it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I yeah. rebound that part too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looked it looked cool. So like, this is what Kai said. I mean, it certainly looked cool and it helped illustrate the point where mm-hmm. oh, we're going back in it time did. and now it's coming together this way. But you're like, wait, but they're the same person. They're not antagonists. If it was a different person they're fighting, okay, I get it. One person's trying to kill the other. But you're, you're, you're the same it, person. It, it, it made for a really good dramatic moment, um, even leading up to it, the first time when they're going forward in the yeah. beginning of the movie, when he's, mm-hmm. lo- when he's mm-hmm. examining those bullet holes, yeah. and he's like, this is about to happen. And yeah, then yeah. Like, the, the, the door it happens. opens and it happens. And you're like, yeah. oh, I love how everything does connect with each other somehow later on. Like yeah. you know, scenes you watched earlier, you just see it from a different angle. I do like that aspect of it, but yeah, that bullet thing was also on my mind too. Dot, good call. Yeah. The other thing about it is like that fight scene. I was watching like the whole time he's not actually attacking him. Like from the minute he goes in, he's just constantly being attacked, attacked. Like he it looks like yeah. he's like fighting back, but not really. He's, he's, he's trying to get through him. He, he's not even trying to get through him. He's just fighting. He's just fighting him off the whole time, defending. Like, hmm. Yeah. Know? He's that just, one part, Nick, where he yeah. he throws a bunch of like kung fu punches and a guy like expertly blocks them, I think yeah. that's the very telling point, right? Because the guy knows what punches he's going to throw. He doesn't really mm. counter. He just perfectly blocks them or diverts them. Yeah. When you watch that in the first time going forward, it looks very silly. He's just like, <laughs> looks, I was like, yeah. what is he doing? I was like, what kind of fight scene is this? He's like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I should share that honest trailer with you. They they took away the sound effects for that, and you're like, oh, that does look really silly. <laughs> when they so kind of do the tap tap tap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you? Uh, sorry, tangent. Did you did you guys hear about the Seder Square? What yes. Nolan based a lot yeah. of this off of? Right. Yeah, I'm going to post puzzle. a picture inside uh, our Discord, and Ooh, I'm interested. it's like supposed to be this. Uh, I don't know what some like symbol of letters, yeah. but the movie is called Tenet, and across the outside is this Sator, which is the name of the bad guy. Right. What's what's Rotas again? Rotas? Didn't they say that somewhere in the movie? Oh, I forgot. Like a wheel or something? Uh, I forgot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But then there's Opera. Yeah. Uh, Arepo is the name of the boyfriend, um, or the ah, husband. Interesting. Yep. And in the middle is Tenet. Yeah. So, oh, so then, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. What is, is the square? Be... Go ahead. So, what did you ask? What is the square? What What is the the Sator square? square? Uh, it is. I don't know. It's just like this stone that <laughs> I don't. Know, you You can You can probably Wikipedia. I'll, it, I'll have to Google it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I just know it. that yeah, it was. Yeah. You can definitely see it influenced Nolan because okay. gotcha. it oh, says tenant right in the middle of it. Without a doubt. So. The funny honest trailer I'll send later on. They ha- they had an interview with him, and he was sharing about his like um, I guess uh, uh guilty pleasures. Right? He says, "Well, I'm actually kind of a fan of the the Fast and the Furious movies." Like saw him on audio, and I thought of Nick because he says, "I'm actually a fan of Tokyo Drift." And then the commentator was like, 
yeah, the one movie that has the timeline that screwed up the whole franchise. No wonder no one likes that one the best, you know? So, Wait, no one said he likes Fast and Furious? And he especially Ugh. said he's partial to Tokyo Drift, the third one, which most Ugh. people don't like. But then the, the commentator was just quickly saying, you know, like, that's the one that screwed up the whole timeline of the Fast and the Furious franchise. And so no wonder you like it, because this movie is so freaking bizarre with time, right? So it was weird that they sort of just was able to catch that and, you know, poke fun at it. That's all. So. so I heard this on another podcast, but it would have been kind of interesting if they ended it at the opera again. Mm, close um, loop. Yeah. Because the middle, you get the two halves at the airport. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting. I don't just think they the could have. I don't yeah, think I, don't I, in the movie, I know you can't. It, it would have been an interesting idea for uh, like a movie structure because it's, yeah. that's what, like the whole tenet thing is like forward and backward, it's, right? It's like... And that's his... So, it's so memento too. Like <laughs> it's all his movies. He always loves this kind of closed loop thing. He always loves that yeah. in all of his movies. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's Sorry, true. just Sorry. making sure you guys caught it too. You guys know the beginning uh, when he got saved. He was saved by Neil, right? Yeah, he had yeah. that red. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Neil's um, everywhere, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ronald, sorry, we, we went way off. I feel like we went way off there. Um, any other thoughts on your review? No, Did no. We... I, I, I think that that covers what I wanted to say. Okay. That was out, outside of what we had already covered. <laughs> All right, Arthur. Sure. So you guys mostly said a lot of stuff. So it's funny, and I don't disagree with it. I felt like, and I'm a fan of Inception. I really like that movie a lot. I really enjoyed Interstellar. I've liked previous Nolan movies. But I felt like this one was like, he took Interstellar and Memento, a little bit of Dark Knight Rises, um, and, um, and in, in Inception, put it in a blender and just kind of mixed it all together and said, here's a movie. Here's all, here's all these elements that I did in previous movies and I'll, I'll, you know, yeah. and I'll put it out there. Um, I do agree with you, like Anthony, like it's weird movie and I was trying to keep up. But then after a while, I'm like, you know what? I, I've already consigned myself that I need to rewatch this again anyway. <laughs> so just ride with it because I'm, I'm spending too much time trying to figure it out and keep up and it's fast right it's it's so quick and the scenes are not always clear and the audio you know we all talked about this so from a technical perspective it's not easy to even follow not even just the concepts but the way they cut it the way it sounds and i i need the subtitle i already was reserving myself like i need to rewatch this again because i can't and in full disclosure i actually saw it today i did i pulled a nick Choi second time <laughs> or the first, no, time? first time first time oh, okay, I, did okay, okay. It, I pulled mm -hmm. the nick Choi. so it's still fresh in my head but i knew that okay i need to rewatch it and it's funny, for a two-and-a-half-hour movie, it's, I still felt like, man, it moves so fast. So that also, the pacing was hard to keep up. Like, it didn't feel draggy to me, at least, because they were just going boom, and then boom. Oh, here's an exposition dump, and then boom, and again and again. But, you know, for, for all that, I, I still enjoy it because it, it makes me think, and I'm okay with not quite understanding it all. Um, I agree with you, Anthony, where, you know, I appreciate that Nolan's very bold, and really tries and puts stuff out there. And he's one of the few directors can, that can kind of, is given the freedom, right? He can just say, look, I want to do a movie on blah, right? And yeah. most studios will be like, yeah, go ahead. We don't care. Here's the money. Go do it, right? He's very- And auteur. He's a rare Yeah, exactly. Auteur. So, yeah. and I, I appreciate the fact that he has that capability and the freedom and he has a style. Like definitely when you watch it, like this is, this is his style. Yeah, you kind of know like Nolan movies, which is yeah. like loud I'm music. Like, oh, there's a little Dark Knight Returns, yeah. or, you know, EKR, there's Wide a IMAX shot. 
Yeah. Exactly. The music, the score, the action sequences. Michael Caine. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so random. Um, he's like there for five Sir minutes and he's like chewing his exactly. food while he's talking and playing like, himself, oh right? So, you yeah. don't have time to eat lunch? Like, yeah, I like the so actors. Weird. I, I <laughs> Robert Pattinson was going to be like a younger version of Michael Caine. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, Michael Caine. Exactly. Uh, and I hear that. Sorry, go ahead. No, please. I was say, there was a theory that. Um, uh, what's him. his face? What's his? What's the Brian Pattinson's character ends up being Max, the uh, the daughter Possible. or the son, the son of the of the girl. Jeez, like, son he, of the girl. He, oh, he grows up, he, oh, he goes up to be. Uh, I suspected that early on, but I don't think so. It's no, 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 it's yeah. Not, but, yeah, okay. it's, that's a conspiracy yeah. theory. Yeah. So nah. I, <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, when we we're talking about one thing we didn't mention is definitely a plot-driven movie, and I'm okay with those. And, but he has done some movies about characters. So when I watched, when I remember Batman Begins and Dark Knight, he definitely nailed character with Bruce Wayne and at least gave his, you know, everybody interprets the, the mythology differently. But I felt he spent a lot of time on character in Batman Begins and Batman Dark Begins, Knight. I and Joker. Dark and Joker, Dark Joker Knight. and Dark Knight, yes. Yeah, th- those two, definitely. The ideology, the difference between the two, the father-son issues. His uh, his torment of of his mission, right? I think Dark Knight Rises is where he definitely fell apart on the the personality, and he he just wanted to talk about all these things. So he can do person, you know, character driven stories, um, and he he's done it in those two those two movies. Now maybe because he had something to work with, because the Batman mythology. Yeah, you're so, naming you know, a very a established character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you you kind of you know the Batman character is so big, you you have to. You cannot avoid not having a character-driven story in some sense. Otherwise, you, you're going to have some trouble. So maybe he has that going for him. But yeah, definitely it, it, the movie is like, you know what you guys said. It, it's like, man, just a lot going on and it's quick. But I don't feel upset. I, I definitely felt like you died a few times. I'm like, my gosh, am I just not getting this? I mean, I love science fiction. I love thinking person science fiction. I feel like I'm pretty good at some of this stuff, but like, man, this is just, and, and I will say the two parts confused me. Uh, one was the, the battle scene at the end. I thought that was just hard to follow. Like, I don't know what red and blue team were doing. It was kind of like, I think they're assaulting a base and trying to cover things up for distraction. But I think, you know, like Kai said, who's the antagonist? I don't, I don't see them. And, and I was following, I was having trouble like, okay, who's going where? Cause everybody's all masked up and suited up. And you can only tell by their armbands. And the other one I got caught up with, we didn't mention, is what did Kenneth Branagh's villain have on his wife that made her be under his thumb the whole time? I was trying to f- understand oh. that, and I was trying to think about it, but the movie kept taking me elsewhere. I'm like, okay, I got to get back to this because there's just too many things going on. Like, Do you want I, me I to explain it for you, Arthur? Sure. Something <laughs> about the artwork, right? And I'm like, yeah. no, it's about the fake and the real. But then I was focused on the other elements that I just had this like, okay, I have to put this aside. I'll make so, it quick. I, yeah. It's important. She she works at Shipley's. Shipley's is a um, auction house. And right. she's an expert on uh, Goya's, who's an artist. Mm-hmm. And Arepo is a guy who produced two fakes. Right. So she authenticated one and her yeah. husband bought for $9 million. And he's basically using it as blackmail, saying you're, I'll, you'll get thrown in jail for this, and you'll never see your son again. Oh. So the the existence of that fake mm-hmm. is basically the husband's blackmail on her. Oh, because she, but couldn't that be as like a job? 
mistake? Like, oh, you know what? I didn't mean to also phrase had, the wrong thing. The answer is yes, it could be. Okay, I, I just thought, because I thought, really? Like, but if she made a mistake that's honest, then... I don't think it was a mistake, right? Like, yeah. did, she know, did she knowingly know it's a fake and say yeah. it's, it's, it's... You're it's not wrong. It, or... I think regardless, like... So, yeah. But she has, like, some close relationship with that forger. Like, yes, mm-hmm. also that the personal relationship I also knew, yeah. Well, I, they, they were close, and I guess if, if you didn't catch it, I think the husband had him killed. Yeah, um, yeah, I got that. Yeah, but she did not cheat with him. I think one of the underlying characters. Maybe they were close. That, to, they were getting closer, and then so he he got eliminated before they got too close. Well, I, I think they're they're both honest people. I don't think the husband cheated on her, and she didn't cheat on him. That was a very, very subtle thing that they had for yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't even get that. I didn't get that the first watch that he he had, he was killed. Yes, because yeah, yeah, I didn't get that either. There was a lot going because on in that relationship that I, I got lost in. I'm like, what is going on? Because they're throwing the names left and right. And I, I was like, okay. I well, it. you I remember the protagonist this. was talking to her in the restaurant. And right. he said that I, I um, she goes, if you knew a repo, then you knew that um, mm-hmm. something like he, you couldn't have uh, walked or, or like mm-hmm. couldn't have walked with him or like he doesn't have legs. And then he said, well, then oh, I yeah, spoke to him on the phone. Right. He goes, if you knew, then you knew you couldn't do that either. Without saying he was killed, he basically can't do anything. Oh. He's dead. Oh, I didn't. Okay, I took that yeah. as him being disabled, actually. So I didn't know that. No, no. The I first he's dead. thing he said. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole relationship thing, I, I still didn't quite get because I was like, they're throwing the names out so quick. I knew it was pretty serious, but I'm like, well, isn't that just an honest mistake that she just did? And then why? The entire airport so- thing was based on that, Arthur. That's okay. why it's important to know because they were going in All there right. because she believed that yeah. the artwork was stored there. And if it didn't exist, he couldn't blackmail her anymore. Okay. But they used they were supposed to take it. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep. They just okay. wanted to know what was in the middle of the Pentagon because there was a space too big there mm-hmm. and they wanted to know what was in there. And they found sure. out it was a turnstile. Okay. Right. And he had right, no right. intention of destroying the art, he yep, actually yep. needed it to continue to exist. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I just felt like it didn't like she didn't kill somebody. So it's not like you're holding a murder that she did over her head. So I, that whole art thing was like, Arthur, uh, it's not your uh, problem. Like that literally was like the the second question uh, on the uh, like a top rated spoilers discussion. <laughs> it was like, was wait, like, wait, what? What is this art? What? I don't understand this art thing. Yeah. So a lot of yeah, it was. So the pacing of it was just so that and then so many things. So I I definitely need to kind of go back, obviously. And I was chatting with Ronald before. I'm like, thank you for sharing. I'm like, yeah, I I need subtitles on this. It morphed so fast. I I don't think you're the only one. For me, it was pacing too, because there's so many things fast. And for a two and a half hour movie, I felt fast to me. Like they're just cutting, go and go. Oh, I'm seeing a different character. And then now someone else is coming in. And then there's another scene. So you're still processing or trying to understand the previous one. They've already distracted you and, and taken you away. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm gonna stop trying to like understand everything. Just sort of go with the flow. And I felt like I was getting somewhere with the whole car chase scene. I think one of you mentioned, I think Ronald, like, oh, this is okay. I'm starting to get this now. I'm kind of like not feeling so. I think, dumb. Yeah, I think that's Kai. I think. Or Kai, right? Great. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like this is kind of. I'm I'm feeling it. And then I'm like, okay, I feel stupid again because it's like I'm not getting it with the whole dual teams and things like that. Um, I think the best way they visualized it for me was when they always have the opposing turnstile rooms where one walks in and I'm like, that was the best visual indicator to me about, oh, this is the the regular time and this is the inverted time. Okay, thank you very much. That helps. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they make it look like it's clever. Like, oh, you're just opposite sides of the window. You're interrogating. But no, no, it's it's a trick to kind of show like they're two different worlds, technically speaking. 
okay. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I mean, I think I don't disagree with a lot of what you guys said. I still enjoyed it, but I need to go back and digest it. Um, but I say this as someone who, you know, Inception is one of my, you know, favorite movies and also one of my f favorite movies of him. Um, I felt it definitely handheld you more in that movie, even though there was a lot of complex stuff going on in that one. Like, that's not a necessarily an easier, easy movie to follow either. But this one was like 10 times <laughs> way more complex than that one. Um, yeah. but, I, I, but I love that complexity. I just felt like this one was like, man, out there. And a little bit of Interstellar too. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel generally about the movie. Um, having right. just did a Nick Choi on it this afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm so sad. They, uh, I just read that Hawthorne Plaza shopping, which I live right next to. This, they, it's where they film parts of the movie inside of it. Yeah. I don't know where. I don't know what scene, but wow. uh, it's kind of random. I do love all the action set pieces. I mean, he does really cool action set pieces, like the opera house, and they yeah. way to execute those scenes. And the, even the mundane thing of crashing a plane into a hangar, you know, those are practical effects, a lot yeah. of that, right? So I'm yeah. like, this is He cool. bought that plane. He said it was more, he? Wow. It was, he said it was cheaper to buy a plane, crash it, it, then CGI all that. <laughs> wow. So he bought that plane, yeah, and crashed yeah, it. And I, and I appreciate Wild. the fact that he always uses as many practical effects to do the things he does. Yeah. Instead of rely purely on CGI, so you can tell, and I, I do like that aspect of his filmmaking. You're like, "Ooh, this is kind of cool," or the art heisting. You know, those scenes are very neat in terms of execution and film, not just story. I, I do have to say that his hand-to-hand -hand combat, like shooting, is a yes. lot better, like much more improved than like Dark Knight, oh, where you totally. just see like a punch or like a kick, and it's just, like well, it just... it's, it's it's weaker in those movies. It yeah, very, the like, action is not as yeah true. I would say as like I had fun. One it was like they did this. I think about two or three times, but they have a scene where they go up behind someone and they kind of like mm -hmm. just put them to sleep. But it was very like lazily. Yeah. There's a scene where um the main guy he just goes up behind someone like he puts them <laughs> the guy just like <laughs> oh on <laughs> yeah. the airplane yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you it was like way too easy yeah yeah, yeah. it was. Even the one where they, they chloroform somebody? Yeah, yeah, in the building. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's immediate. <laughs> yeah. Little, like, <laughs> he, yeah, he maybe adds a little too much, like, cool in there. Like, yeah. Like, hand-to-hand, like hand, you know, human-to-hand hand combat is not, I don't think it's a strong suit, but he's got, definitely gotten better, for sure. Yeah, so, I agree. He's not like Russo Brothers, like, ooh, that yeah, was good hand-to-hand yeah. -hand combat. Yeah. Different. So. All right, Nick. What's your uh, uh, what's your thoughts on the movie? You know what? I'll keep it short. But you know, I wanted to mention because you guys talked about Inception. I really like Inception also as like one of my favorite movies. And I mm -hmm. might be wrong, but I think a big thing that I liked about it that he did the kind of opposite here is like in Inception, he was he just made it very simple. He didn't go like crazy into the details of like you go into someone's dream. They're like, oh, they they just like you know like we don't need to put thing in your arm and you're in the dream. And you're there. And like, this was the exact opposite. It was like, they're like, they go into such crazy detail of like the whole like reverse. I was like, oh my. It was like, <laughs> well, he, didn't, he didn't give you any time to like, like Inception. I Digest. felt like, okay, yeah. they give you a little bit, but then you have to still keep up. Like, Inception doesn't dumb it down it. for me. But this one, they just they go. They don't give you anything. They're just like, you just have to follow. There's no, no way dumping, around. Constantly keep yeah. dumping details on you. In Inception, yeah. they just, they're like, here, this is how it works. And you're yeah. just like, okay. Yeah, keep up. Yeah, they give you something like, to keep up. I still think even if they gave you time, this was a very complex undertaking. 
I think it's just the hardest one he's done. Could have simplified it and just not like you know overdumped the the need to like get in like because they they're like you're right. There's parts where like oh just go with it, you know, like oh just feel it. But I couldn't, you know, like (laughs) honestly think about like from the first scene where the bullet like he's like reversing it into his hand. I was like. I was like, wait, wait. I was like, what is going on? Wait, how is- <laughs> I couldn't like get. I would be sad if they simplified this movie. I, mm-hmm. But that's what made the section really it's enjoyable. I, mm-hmm. I was able to kind of get into it and like li- like it. But anyway, I, I kept thinking that because you guys mentioned Inception. I you guys said mostly everything. I just I had such a hard time with this movie. I I <laughs> I I, 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 <laughs> I seriously. Like after like thirty minutes, and I started. I was like, I need a drink. I have to like relax. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, like, yeah. I think thirty minutes. I only got through the first whatever like fifteen because I kept I kept rewinding it. I was like reading the subtitles. Like wait, what? Yeah. They say. What did they say? Like and then um, and I started drinking more. I don't know if that made it better or worse. Holding <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, I the weird thing is at the end, I was like, oh my god, I think I, I think I get it. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I think you're. Oh, I think I you're like a Stockholm syndrome victim. Yeah, yeah, like, no, it is. Wait, like uh, I like it now. I'm okay with it. Looks like it, maybe. But there's like, there's like I have the same complaints. Like the act, last action scene, there's like all these random explosions, and I, I think they mixed up like the red and blue team to me because mm-hmm. like parts it was supposed to be the blue team's going back, but the red team's going forward, but they're like reverse time stuff going on yeah wasn't clear it was like so confusing and but i think if i go back and watch it right now that's the lot you know i think i'll like it i think i'll like it a lot more <laughs> and i was about to go back and watch it. i was like I, I think i i think i got it but i i couldn't make myself do it like go back and watch it right at the well, here's the meta for you, right? Everything is about going back, and now you know you can do it again differently. <laughs> wow. So now when we go back and rewatch it with, with foresight, it's going to be I different. I mean, has anyone tried watching the movie backwards? Hello. <laughs> exactly. <Come> in reverse. <laughs> but I think it'll be such a better movie the second time around versus the first time. It needs to be. I feel like it has to be. It's like a movie you have to watch more than once. Uh, oh, absolutely. Because it's the first, it's so unenjoyable. The first like hour and a half, like I was like, oh, I was like getting ahead. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, I felt, I felt similar. You're not alone. All right. Uh, so I don't know. Any other uh, final thoughts on uh, Tenet? I mean, I know I feel like we covered a lot. I know a lot. Many of us are gonna go back for another watch, mm-hmm. probably at some point. Um, oh, I'm not. Ty's <laughs> <laughs> done with it. Guys uh, moved on. Yeah, but the first like two or three times, Robert Pattinson, I was like, that guy looks like an old version of Robert Pattinson. I was like, oh, <laughs> it is Robert Pattinson. Yeah, <laughs> and, to be and fair, I, say, I really, I really enjoyed him in this movie. It's yeah, same here. Same. Okay, yeah, I don't see a lot of his movies, but then I'm like, dang, he's really, really good. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to his Batman interpretation. Like, you know, it, it makes me more confident in what he might do to Batman. I still hate the look of his Bruce Wayne as Batman, but from an acting standpoint, I'm relatively confident in him because yeah. of this. But um, I'm has with anyone, you. I have you guys have seen the Lighthouse space. yet? That mm-hmm. that the movie with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson? No, he's it good? fucking 
amazing in it, but it's a weird oh. ass movie. It's a weird. That's like, what I heard. Is that on Amazon Prime? Super... Was it on Amazon Prime Video? Probably. It's oh, so weird. Like, yeah, I added I, it on my list. It was weird. I, I do. I, it's very much so like a weird indie movie. Like, I, I, some people love it. Like, and I there's it's there's a great art. Like, it's art full, but as a movie, it's so fucking weird. It's just like, what did I just watch? Like, <laughs> like the whole like it's not like tenant. Like, okay, there's thing things to think about. Whatever. It's this is more of like, what the fuck is it? Like, what is this movie? Uh, it's so mm-hmm. weird. Uh. So I don't know if I'd recommend it, but he's he's great in it, and um, yeah, I, I was kind of interested because he he doesn't show up until I mean he's like a side character for most of the for the entire movie pretty much, right? He just kind of helps out uh, the the protagonist here and there. I kind of expected yeah. him to see to, well, be, he, to be in it more. He's technically everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I guess. Um. Okay, cool. Uh, let's do our roundtable reviews, our, our scores. Um, I will go first. I'm. I think on second. Re- I, I'm predicting this on second rewatch, but uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, who is next? Who is next? Kai. I can't remember. Yeah. Kai. Yeah, that was me or Kai? Sorry. Uh, I think I'll give it a seven. Three? 7.3? 7.3. 7.3. It's like dot school. I, 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 don't, I don't think it deserved a 7.5, and I don't think it's really a 7. Weird decibel scores. Yeah. <laughs> I could just say 7. <laughs> but that's legit. That's legit. 7.375. We we have to allow those decimals. If we've allowed that to do it, we have to allow. Uh, that to right. You're breaking the me. system. You broke the system. That. Yeah, you're killing me. All right, um, Ronald, you're next, right? I think so. No, dot, yeah, dot yeah. then Ronald. Oh, oh dot, sorry. Yeah, dot first. Dot first. Uh, right. So I I really I did like it. Um, I, I, I believe it, it really is historically going to suffer from how complex it was, but I think it's a solid Nolan offering with all the Nolan good and bad, right? All the things you like yeah. about him, all the things you don't like about him, it's all yeah. in there. And I think it's that's all. what you're going to get. Um, for me, like the kind of guy I am, the kind of movies I like, I, I give it an 8.62. <laughs> You're a son of a bitch, Dad. <laughs> Why are you doing another decimal for? It always has to be two decimals for him. It doesn't deserve a six three. It's got to be a six two. Oh my gosh! Hey, bitch! It could be an eight eight six two five. Oh my god! That's gosh. what we're gonna get next. <laughs> always is two decimal true, places. True. Abacus. <laughs> Abacus. Ronald. Oh my yeah. What's your score? I I'm good. Well. Wait, before we start, Hearing, do you, do you, do you, have you seen, did you watch New Mutants? I have not seen New Mutants. Oh, okay, okay, no, no, no. I was going to ask no. if you had a score for that, but... Uh... No, I, I have not, no. Okay, sorry, um, go ahead. It, this score feels low now that I've heard everybody else's score, but it was a score I already had in my mind before, so I'm going to stick Take with it. it. Take it. Six and a half, 6.5. Wow. I came in with very high expectations. I just wasn't feeling the movie. I just wasn't feeling the movie. I w- walked away from it. I mean, it it had its moments, but and maybe I need to rewatch. Maybe I'll, I'll feel differently after a rewatch. But after one watch through, yeah, I didn't have, didn't really enjoy it. I would bet money that it goes up at least one point if you watch it again one one time. One whole point. That's a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I, I'll I let believe you know it if, if I 
I'll let you know if I, if I, yeah, feel differently after yeah. watching. All right. Um, Arthur? I'm going to swing probably like you this time, Anthony. Like, you know, I, I enjoyed it for what it is, warts and all. And I don't know if it's warts. It's just, you know, your preference or how you feel about it. But even though I don't think I got lots of things or it was confusing, there's also a lot of stuff that I do like. And I appreciate his boldness. I appreciate the fact that he can go out, go for these weird themes and try to execute them and illustrate and tell the story that he wants to tell. Um, I actually appreciate that. I, I didn't go to this movie with much expectation because I, I go to all his movies very much, very similar. Like, okay, if it's Nolan, I'm going to watch it. Um, you know, maybe some more than others, but I'm always excited to see something because I know he'll be thought provoking or he'll do something that's just different from everybody else. He's not like run of the mill or something like that. So, you know, I, I do enjoy it for what it is. Um, even though I was fully, fully confused, I need to watch it again. Probably won't change my score because I don't ever think this will be a movie like, my gosh, it's so great now that I understand it all. I think it'll still stay more or less the same. It'll just That's be fair. more clear. So mm -hmm. I would say a solid eight. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if my rating also has to do with like, we haven't seen, I haven't seen like a, a new blockbuster in, I feel like in a very long time. Like <laughs> we've had no Marvel movies, uh, no. I don't know any action movies really. I, I don't know. It was just kind of nice to see like whoa, like cool visuals again. Mm -hmm. Um sure. Okay, Nick, what did you give Tenant? Uh, I give the first hour and a half a 4. <laughs> the last 30 minutes a 7. <laughs> That's really you giving it like a here. 5? The what, 11? <laughs> no. 5 and I a half. Two scores, one inverse and one Inverse score. <laughs> Nicely done. Inverse score. Nicely done. Incredible. Nicely done. It's a negative. It's a negative score. So Nick was going forward and backward in time, trying to watch it and ra you know rationalize <laughs> the scores. It's a pincer, 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 pincer score. <laughs> it's a pincer score. They mashed together out of five. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just go with it, right? So. Um, that does it for this podcast, but I think Wonder Woman's coming up uh, two days. Coming out yeah, two days. Boy. Nice. Oh, really? That's, so, that's, oh, that's, two days? Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Wow, you're oh, right. Okay. Right. All right. Um, there, we may have that. a couple of guests for that one. I don't know. There's a couple of people who wanted to, females who wanted to uh, podcast with us on that one. So we'll see what we can do. 